0: Welcome back to the Stadio Podcast. I'm Musa Kwanga. I'm Ryan Hun. Ryan, how are you doing?
1: I'm right, thanks. How are you? Good, very
0: good. Every weekend. Indeed. It was lovely. I was lovely. I was at Wolfsburg. You were. Yeah, we I got to do um, some music there. So we wrote a tune for the Bundesliga a few months ago, which they use on their coverage in the US. And Wolfsburg heard it, really enjoyed it. So I said, look, could you write an English version of one of our tunes? So we did that. Um, so we got to hang out with those very nice hang out with some of the players which was lovely unfortunately I have to say the Frauen weren't there because they were playing against Sand so they didn't get back till midnight it's a, a long old way I know I know they had a 4-0 win they actually won 1-0 in the first the first they played Sand but they couldn't get back in time for the party which is a shame because they're just a great bunch it been nice to hang out with some of them best team at the club by distance and the youth team actually is amazing Wolfsburg reserves under 23 are really good and the youth team is great it's the men's team, which is really struggling, uh, as many know. So yeah, that was a great vibe. And obviously United got a great win over City. So I'm chipper all round. Yep. A very good footballing weekend. Should we go straight there? Yeah, why not? Why not? If you'd said six months ago that Solskjaer would outcoach Guardiola and Rashford and Martial would run riots. Rashford running riot actually away at City is not, it's foreshadowed. It's happened before. It's not unprecedented. But the maturity of the performance was something that we hadn't seen from United. Fred had his second outstanding performance in a week. He was great against Spurs and he now looks comfortable. Nutmeg Rodri, which was wild, but just showed such a maturity in the match control. City were so strange in midfield. It seemed at times, you know, like De Bruyne always, you know, pulls out wide, but it felt like this time they were almost vacating central spaces. They were wide open. Really strange. Yeah. It was really strange. It was like watching Atleti against Barca and thinking, who has body snatched Atleti? Like, you know, like when you watch a team that is so disciplined lose its identity. And at one point I was like, is this United playing really well or City playing badly? And I concluded that it was probably a bit of both. Oh, really? Yeah. Not that United were not excellent. I mean, they were brutal, but I almost feel like City, when you have a slight downturn in form and people see a weakness, everyone piles into the gap. And we saw that. I think Norwich, you know, Norwich laid the blueprint and everyone since then has just been going full Norwich. Think there's opportunity there. Not that City's problems at the back were necessarily a secret to anyone. And the problem with Guardiola now is he doesn't really have the personnel to change that. So he's got to just sit and take it for the next few months, I think. While everyone just rains on him. and you Not know, having
1: a happy time, is he, Pep, at the moment? No, and Liverpool just look
0: unassailable. The, the lead looks unassailable because this isn't the Liverpool of last year. They're meaner they've got an even greater variety of goal scorers. Nabi Keita is now scoring, Oxlade is scoring, Shaqiri is popping him when he needs to, Origi is better.
1: So it always makes me laugh when you say Oxlade.
0: Yeah, the quality the quality of Klopp's coaching is such that he does improve players 10-15% each They've got year.
1: a clear goal though as well. I think winning the Champions League took that pressure off the shoulders in terms of winning a trophy right and now they've got a very very clear goal which is just to win the league it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how deep they go in the Champions League this season really because they've won it absolutely whereas with Guardiola the goal is almost like everything and it kind of feels like it's a little bit overwhelming for Man
0: City Champions League or bust right
1: but also where was the only other place that Pep did the fourth season yeah what happened there it all came crashing down you should have listened to Johan when Johan said don't do it Don't do it, Pep. The meltdown. I wonder if it's just a little bit too much. Also, I think that his reputation just precedes him now. And because of the club choices that he's made, going to Bayern and going to Manchester City, there's almost more pressure from the jump than there is anyway, just because he's Pep. Right. It takes a superhuman to maintain that for that long. That level of
0: intensity, exactly.
1: Exactly. It's just too much for anyone. Especially when they've not replaced in key areas, which we've said a million times. But anyway. Let's talk about Manchester United because we've abandoned a lot of Manchester United talk over the last few weeks because you can't bring yourself to talk about them. Or it's called you...
0: self-care, Ryan. <laughs> self-care. Well, I mean, it's a concept. self-care
1: the shit out of this because oh, it was like a full-body massage.
0: <laughs> well, I I was actually scared to let myself to enjoy it. As they say, in all on, all the, all the signs on the ones in Germany, kinerotik, kind erotic. Yeah, so, I well it was that's a good name for a podcast. Actually, should call it that. Um, <laughs> I was. So encouraged by so much of the interplay, it wasn't because it wasn't just like individuals just raiding, it was proper counter. And also the fact that it was achieved without Pogba.
1: Yeah. Wait, Harry Maguire, captain. That's bodes what well it was.
0: For, yeah, bodes well for the future because Pogba's probably gone and the team needs to learn to play without him. So, we told him obviously great. One Bissaka against Sterling was immense. Well, he's just a very good one-on-one defender. That's been known for a long time. But... It's really a sight to see when Sterling, you know, Sterling didn't necessarily play badly. I think that a fullback who was off his game or less gifted than one Bissaka would have really struggled, but he locked up shop. I mean, Sterling beat him once because Sterling is who he is. But the rest of the time, he just seemed to read it really comprehensively in terms of the moves he was making. Do
1: you know what I'd like to shout out? Hmm. Jesse Lingard.
0: Yeah, well, he was due, he was due a big performance, i got to say. And he
1: had an assist in midweek, right? Yeah. Apparently his first assist for about months. But he was really good, I thought, on Saturday. Uh, there was one bit, I think it was in the first half, where he took a ball down and t- and kind of turned at the same time in midfield that completely opened up the attack. United broke. Right. It was so good. Super fluid movement. Yeah, I just thought he was really good. And he, he gets a lot of stick, Jesse. And sometimes it's, it's, it's I, I, right.
0: I actually, he probably gets a bit less than he should. Oh, really? Yeah. It's why Darren Fletcher got less. Darren Fletcher, like, being sort of homegrown, sort of Scottish, you know, those things... They count in your favour, like McTominay got a much easier ride than Fred did. Much Mm. easier. I mean, I know that 50 million was spent on Fred, but in terms of the responsibilities McTominay was given and still like he's a good player. He's not an outstanding player. He's a good player. But the chances he's been given to develop, the chances Lingard were given and would not be given to, they wouldn't be given to someone brought to the team.
1: He's I, a he's a he's a big candidate for the Theo Walcott the syndrome. Theo Walcott syndrome, exactly. Yeah. Prospect and then the thirty.
0: Yeah, he's a prospect. He's a constant prospect. But like to be fair to him, he was very good. Martial just you
1: know. When Martial smells blood, everyone better get out of the water.
0: I think he's the most po- he's the most poorly coached elite talent I've seen oh, yeah. in Absolutely. the last five years.
1: We've got a couple of questions on United.
0: Oh yeah, go we sure. dive go right for straight yeah, sure.
1: One from Kevin Leahy. Are we at peak Fred or is there more to be seen from him? There's way
0: more to be seen from him. This is, so. this is, we're at foothills Fred we're not even we're not base camp Fred we're, this is, this is um, he had a really tough start at United and frankly if you'd said to me that he'd be putting in two performances like that against Spurs and um, City in successive games successive weeks I'd have said hell no but I'm just so glad that he's showing the quality
1: yeah but on that though who came in when Mourinho was there at United and hit the ground running it was Latan? that was it picked fights with everyone else that was it Mkhitaryan started well. No, he didn't at all. No, he didn't. And he, no. wasn't, he wasn't playing for ages. Didn't he come
0: in really... He play, There was a 4-0. There was a pretty good run that Pogba had alongside Mkhitaryan and it looked really good and then it kind of imploded. Mm. So that was a bit weird. Oh, before I forget, on a United front, quick shout out. This isn't my shout out this week, but a quick shout out for the guys over at United Rant who've renamed their podcast. There's a brilliant Manchester United podcast run by Paul and Ed. Um, and it's called, it's called No Question About That. So Fergie um, quote. Copyright. Well, I don't think it is a copyright issue. I just think they were like, they used to call it the rant cast, but given the kind of nature and not of ranty... So, have they grown
1: up? Not, not so ranty anymore. Yeah,
0: and they, they were never really that ranty, to be honest. But then, <laughs> you know, ranting actually had a much healthier connotation back then, like banter. Oh. You know, banter and ranting were like things that were absolutely fine. And now we've got this sort of banter industrial complex.
1: Uh, we've got another question from Charith Munasinghe For Olly at United, is it a case of a big game oasis and will it end up reverting to mediocrity or is there something genuinely being built there? I fear it's the latter because... We saw
0: Liverpool actually in the 90s do this. They played extraordinary games against big teams and they just sort of lost their intensity against teams like Burnley, Sheffield United. And that worries me because that's the kind of the prestige performances people turn up, but they don't for the kind of smaller games. But we all know that's where the league has won. The league has won in the smaller matches. So yeah, I'm concerned still. I'm very happy by this performance, but look, I'm going to sound like a harsh, I'm sounding sound really harsh, but I still think if is available, you get him.
1: I think there's a bit of a, a readjusting of expectations going on at Manchester United at the moment. I think that with the introduction of a lot of younger players, more regularly, that's brought a lot of goodwill. For years, the big clubs, I was actually listening to this on, um, I'll shout out Tim Stillman, because he made this point, I think, on the Arsenal Vision podcast. But it's something I've been thinking about, and we've spoke about it kind of, where clubs have misspent, big clubs have misspent for years mm-hmm. and got away with it. But now they can't because the smaller clubs utilise the increase in television revenue way more efficiently than the big clubs did and caught up. And I think the Manchester United look like maybe, this might be me being a little bit generous because I'm not a Man United fan. They've splashed out on a lot of players that haven't worked over the last few years. You've seen it with Chelsea. If you move to this system where you play a lot of the homegrown lads mm. with someone that the fans can get behind, especially after a run of the managers Manchester United have had, maybe... It- A bit of patience isn't a bad thing because at the end of the day, they're always going to be there or thereabouts because of the size of the club. But if they can build something more long-term as opposed to papering over cracks, which they've done for the past few years, you never know. Maybe just taking some heat off Ollie might free him up a bit to actually do some better work. I have to say... I'm just saying, uh, I'm no, not no, like, no, no, I'm no, not, you know, I'm no, just no, saying no. maybe, I mean, maybe. It's... Yeah, but
0: here's, here's the thing. No, 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 no. That's a very sensible analysis Don't get me wrong. I just feel like if a generational talent is available, you get the generational talent.
1: But does he want to go?
0: Would he want to if, go? If he would, I think you still have to have to ask the question. If you, I mean, this is the thing. United. He's going to Arsenal, mate. No, he's not. United. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but Arsenal are 11th, Moussa. So, you know. But they're
0: not that far off United, are they? <laughs> they're not that far off. Okay, I, stop, close I stop table. looking.
1: You see, there we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'll tell you, they're five points behind Manchester United.
0: Yeah, it's not that far.
1: Anyway, I've got a question about Manchester City from Niall. Assuming this is Pep's last season at City, where next for him?
0: Quite like this question. Oh, big assumption, first of all. I don't think it is the last season for him.
1: But if it is, but like he said yeah, assuming, yeah, okay, okay, assuming it's Let's is. play a game. Games are fun.
0: I know I'd like him to go. Roma. I'd like him to go to Roma, but I don't think he would.
1: I don't think Serie A is out of the equation, though. Right. Do you know where he prob- will probably go if he goes to Serie A? Juventus. Yeah,
0: yeah. Juventus. Juventus is probably the most obvious choice. It's the Guardiola. You can see it happening.
1: Do you know what I think will happen? I think he will take a year off, and then I think he could potentially take the Spain job. Yeah, that Or serious. actually, the Brazil job. Because he said ages ago that he would love to coach Brazil in a World Cup.
0: Oh my goodness. So you can, if you think of the timing... You can see the documentary already, but you know what would happen? They'd play astonishing football mm-hmm. and then...
1: What are you going to say?
0: They'd get done 4-0 on the quarterfinal. <laughs> they'd get done 4-0 By on Spain. the quarterfinal. <laughs> and it would be... No, it wouldn't even be Spain. It would be, be, know, be, be, be a team... Belgium. They would shatter the paradigm. It would be a cruel... It would have to be something so cruel. It would be a European team, possibly Belgium... But that would almost be too obvious. It would be a team like, um, actually maybe Belgium, a team that developed the counter-attack to such a lethal degree. And be, there would be a cruelty in the defeat because every Pep Guardiola defeat is catastrophic and cruel. And there's that moment you just look on his face as he sees his team being torn apart on the counter. And he's just wincing and just taking it. It would be like that. 4 in the quarters. Oh no, poor Pep. <laughs> and you can see, I can see it. I'm, I'm scripting already. I'm scripting already. And that look on his face, that look as a man that's lived a thousand lifetimes. He's one of the most tragic, great, great managers I've ever seen. Like he's haunted by so much.
1: Do you know what I'd quite like him to go though, actually? I'd quite like him to go back to Barcelona. Do you know what? That would be incredible.
0: And they that would work, actually. That, That would be an incredible shout. The last three years of Messi. Yeah. The first two years of Frankie. Arthur. Take Raheem with him. Boys are back in town. That would actually be... And then all of a sudden, Dembele goes, lights out, he would. That's an incredible shout, to Tabasa.
1: Apparently the guy who did the horrible racist stuff towards Wamba Saka and Fred yeah. has been arrested, I think.
0: Oh yeah, the, the the monkey gesture. I saw that and it was just like, I was like, no, I didn't even comment. I don't think I tweet, retweeted it. I just thought, I'm not getting I'm not even oh, really? commenting on this. I'm not... Do you know what? I'm I'm taking the day off.
1: I mean, it must be exhausting. I think Raheem Sterling's
0: reaction was like, Ref, come on, man. Like... My man's out here doing the <laughs> Yeah, right. was just most. like hands
1: on his knees being like, I'm tired. He's like, he's doing the most. Yeah. 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 What do you think of um, the stuff Gary Neville said afterwards about Johnson? Wow.
0: I mean, for the, concept, the context of Sky, for him to come out and say how football was not just an issue in society, but not just, yeah, it said racism's not just an issue in football, but in society. And then he says, yeah, Boris Johnson's rhetoric on immigration is fueling that. It's, he said what everyone thought but it's that whole George Orwell thing that quote about um, in a time of universal deceit telling the truth is a revolutionary act yeah. and he just said that and it was like you could see people were I think Keane was nodding I'm glad that Gary Neville spoke on it at the same time everyone was like wow and I was like that's how low the bar is yeah. he said that and it's revolutionary so anyway I'm glad he said it but no cookies for Gary
1: <laughs> <laughs> Should we take a break? Yeah let's take a break All right, we're back from the break. Shout outs? Yes, shout outs. <laughs> Sorry, the reason he's
0: so irritated is because I said it twice before we came back. <laughs> God, i Okay, so my shout out is to Joaquin. Oh, you stole my shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> the joy, the joy. Joaquin scored three goals in 20 minutes against Bilbao, against Atletic Um Brilliant hat trick uh, that led them to three, better to a 3-2 win over Bilbao. He's 38, I think. His first hat-trick.
1: He still looks like that guy at Pomodorino. <laughs> yeah, does. And the finishing... <laughs> Sorry, was... should, should we clarify that? That pizza spot in Friedrichshain? Yes. There's a guy who works there who kind of looks a bit like Marquinhos. <laughs>
0: yeah, he does. He really does. <laughs> so yeah, That's my shout-out this week. Three goals in 20 minutes and each goal an absolute beauty. And can I say, finishing remind me of Thierry Henry, actually. No. In that. Those three goals were just glorious. All textbook finishes. All textbook. Was that, your, that was really your shout-out? Yeah, out? it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. If there
1: was, on a bit of a tangent, a lot of people in private ask about the show, or, you know, how do you guys do it? Or, like, you do this, do that. And, you know, oh, you must prepare loads of notes. And I, when I tell them, we literally don't prepare a running order and we just hit record and go. <laughs> that is an
0: example. <laughs> that is amazing. The beauty of it, you know how I feel now, you know when you're playing Scrabble... <laughs> and you take the triple letter score someone's planning they've got their whole tiles laid out that's i, like, I felt like that
1: <laughs> oh, right i've got to think of a shout out on the fly now do you know what i'm gonna shout out duncan ferguson
0: yeah that's great that's nice Hugging a bull boy, How hugging incredible. two of them. That's amazing.
1: And you could just tell he was one... it was like the both of maybe the second one was a little bit planned because he was like I've already hugged one, but I don't think it was. No, because the, like, the second one came. Just like yeah, he was like well, if this kid's getting involved, I'm well getting in there as well. And I just thought there was something so wholesome. Uh, right, you know when Mourinho does it, it's super contrived, and you know that he's playing a game because it's the textbook Mourinho. Yeah. Right, first week, make sure I get loads of blokes tweeting class with the. With the hands together emoji kind of thing. Whereas Duncan Ferguson, it just looks so, just so real. Yeah, and
0: I think actually, what I love about the Duncan Ferguson thing is the great result, the win over Chelsea, because they're a
1: well-coached team. Most tackles by any side in the Premier League this season, and the most tackles by an Everton side this decade.
0: Wow, that's amazing. What's amazing about Ferguson, though, is that's funny, because that's a team in his image. Sorry, sorry.
1: Hashtag passion.
0: Yes, passion. But funnily enough, as a footballer, there was a nuance. Yeah, there was a real guile that wasn't just the physique. And although Ferguson is the Duncan, Duncan Ferguson is the one case in human history of a burglar breaking into home and needing more protection <laughs> than the homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying scenes. I mean, wow, I mean, to enter such a world of hurt. And there were two of them, weren't there? Two yeah. two men broke into his into his home.
1: Yeah. Uh, we had a question kind of relating to this from Sana Qureshi, which I'm assuming is about her beloved Toffees. Right. What is the half-life of passion and why are certain footballing situations more conducive to it as a positive strategy? That's an incredible question.
0: Every time Sana's asked a second, third question and each time I wish I had three brains because my brain is now cogitating. So, okay, let me, um the half-life of passion, take that first. I think there are certain elements, right? You need, um, if we look at, it's funny, we look at the Premier League now and there is a real sort of, Theme of clubs rediscovering themselves, mm. rediscovering their identity through legendary players, beloved players. Half life of passion, I would say, is um, for passion to deteriorate. So, I think it's how does half life work? Decrease six six months? I would say it's three months. Three months. I oh, would you're say.
1: actually giving a proper answer.
0: Yeah, of course. Okay. So, so, I mean, we've got to like work at. I'm half-life. glad one
1: of us could handle this because I Deterioration
0: size. So I think it's three months, actually, Sana. Do
1: you know what I'm doing right now? You know that GIF with all the equations, mm. the Zach Galifianakis one. Yes, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. That's just me right now.
0: My answer would be the conditions would be where an a sort of a, a quasi empire, sort of footballing power, lies in ruins, and there's a need for sort of redemption and revival. Those conditions are very specific. So it's gone in a bad run. A manager has been laid off who. Doesn't seem to fit the identity of the club and identity in quote marks because very often the manager is of foreign origin, unfortunately, and that actually fuels some of the kind of resentment.
1: Are you going Brexit?
0: Yeah, well, it is a bit Brexit because look at look at the Unai Emery
1: stuff. I know that was horrible.
0: I mean, the, the way that the language around Unai Emery has been really disturbing in terms of the mockery of the acts, and I was like, hey guys, he just did a bad job. Let's like all the Wande Ramos stuff yeah, as well.
1: Yeah, don't get me on that because that's something that I hate. Wande
0: Ramos and the rebirth at Spurs yeah. happening. You know, I think it was Red now. You know, all these things. So I think rebirth, there's, there's, a, there's a slightly dark side to the passion, I think. But I would say it's three months because, of course, with passion after a while, the players, they play with freedom, but then they're like, what's the plan? And after the passion, the tactics have to come in the strategy because people start working out what you're doing. And you can't go blood and thunder all that time because if you go blood and thunder, people stand off you and they slip in. What's, what's that, that, word, that frame in the, um, the Dark Knight Rises about revenge being the slow knife? Mm. That, the, the slow knife that slips in between the ribs. And teams watch teams playing on adrenaline like that. They watch United and they start picking off. So it takes about three months. Yeah, that's my answer. Yeah,
1: I mean, if you're, a, if, a, great if you're a good manager though, or the a really good manager, passion. Wow. you can, I think that so many managers have a certain way of motivating. Yeah. And I think that if you are tactically astute, but also passionate or someone who I, the, the fans and the club and the players can identify with, yeah. I mean, you look how much Freddie Lundberg struggled at Arsenal so far to yeah. to get that kind of performance out of the side. Yeah. I think that is the hangover from such a battering of confidence. Yes. Whereas I think because the expectations aren't as high on Everton, with all due respect, the key thing will be, well, I mean, you know, the first thing that he did was probably remove any pressure from their shoulders. The key thing to that, I think, as a manager is then transitioning away from the reliance on passion yes. and the removal of pressure yes. into something more sustainable. Yeah. Converting that into more tactical. Absolutely. Now. And I think the thing is, it's that you, you just saw how good technically that Everton side actually is, yes. which we said at the beginning of the season, yeah. we should out ourselves here a bit because we said at the beginning of the season that we expected Everton to I did. really, really push. And no, I, did. Did, I think. I, did. I, think I, I think we both said that we could expect them to break into that top six or even push for a top four purely based on quality. Yeah, the quality is there. Because yeah. the quality at the beginning of the season was off the charts, yeah. like on paper. And yeah. I mean, still there. The right coach does wondrous things. It shows you massively how important the intangibles are in football. They really are. And how confidence and the removal of pressure and stuff like that really can increase the technical ability in players because the mind is a
0: powerful tool. And the recently. recruitment's been excellent. The recruitment is, I still think the Everton
1: squad. Hey, Any team who signs Moise Keane and Alex Iwobi in one transfer window Levels, levels. Great question, um, thank you. Elsewhere in the Premier League, we'll we'll just do the questions sure. for the Premier League because it will take us where we wow. kind of want wow. to go. All right, one from at Ryan Follin. Just how good of a job is Steve Bruce doing at Newcastle and would they actually be doing any better with Benitez still there? I mean, I don't know about the second part of the question. I don't know. Yeah. But we said last week, right? Steve Bruce doing a great job at Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. And... um yeah, another nice win over too. the weekend they were 1-0 down Southampton came yeah. back 1-2-1 there was another question related to Newcastle let me find it I hope I pronounced this right from Wojciech Augustiniak oh that sounds good nice flow thanks sorry if I butchered that <laughs> um what's your thoughts about Alan Maximon? oh my god I love him yeah he's amazing yeah
0: he's just swag I just love the way he plays actually I yeah. just love the style It's just so much verve like just the throwback oh it's old school winger old school winger Do you know what I imagine him
1: doing? He's one of those players who, well, there's two faults. So basically players who, when they're running at defenders, you can kind of imagine the defenders going, shit, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. kind of thing. And also players, when they're running at defenders, you can kind of imagine being like going, oh, what are you going to do now? Oh, am I going this way? Am I going that way? You know, just like trash talk it as they're running. Exactly.
0: He's got nothing, lads. He's got nothing. Step off. He's got nothing. Oh, give him five yards. He's got nothing. Always, always, always mouth like, oh my goodness.
1: But I, I'm not saying that he does that, but you can imagine. But no,
0: but the, the energy is there, that chaotic energy. I think the defenders across the league have WhatsApp groups because the players talk about players, right? That's something I see about talking about Wolfsburg was you see what a small community it is and the way they talked about Leipzig, the awe in which they held Leipzig's attack and the, the job that Nagelsmann's doing. It was really wonderful to, of, to have that kind of peer inside, inside the sort of, you know, the footballing community. And I feel that like there are defenders at different clubs in the Premier League that talk on WhatsApp And they're like, oh God, I'm playing Alan this week. I reckon he comes up in the WhatsApp quite a lot. Like, he's that dude. They're like, oh my God.
1: Like, And then everyone just does their you know, the, the eyes
0: over it. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no. Yeah, any ideas, guys? There's like a support group. There's like, tell you what, guys, when you finish the game, let's drop into WhatsApp. We'll be here. Thoughts and prayers. There's always someone in the group. Yeah, there's always someone in the group. <laughs> Virgil van Dyke has left the chat. <laughs>
1: yeah. Virgil's just been like, didn't dribble past me. No, that's no, probably me. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine? Yeah, we know Virgil. Can and you everyone's... imagine the
0: first day yeah. that Virgil van Dyke got dribbled past? Ever set up a new group?
1: It's Every like, time someone puts the thing in saying I'm playing against this guy Virgil chimes in with didn't dribble past me and then there's all the eye roll emojis, yeah, the emojis. Eye rolls, exactly. oh god here goes Virgil again And the
0: first day it happens he opens the group and there's all the sideways eyes emojis can you imagine this <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: dear. if I speak I'm in big trouble <laughs> I also want to shout out Chris Wilder again because he's doing a really really great job at Sheffield United oh my goodness are just immense and um Coaches should we league. shout out Jose Mourinho's free-scoring Tottenham Hotspur? Wild, wild! Did you see the Korean commentary of the Son goal? Incredible, hype, hype! I, I think it's been taken down, but if you can find it anywhere, go hype. and watch it. Hype. It's absolutely brilliant. Hype, it's brilliant. The one at one point, the commentator sings a song.
0: <laughs>
1: That's amazing. It's so good. It was what a f- goal. Speed skating. Yeah. There Speed, were some good goals in that skating. game, actually. The two hurricane goals were great. They looked they barely like got mentioned. straight yeah. out of FIFA. They barely mentioned the second one, the first, and they're both astonishing finishes. I've been on the end of many goals like that when playing FIFA online. Just
0: ripped it near post, the first one, and the second one just in off the bar. Yeah. It's like, like in off the bar finish.
1: Bad goal, Rai Rai has quit the game. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> 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 but the, the Sun goal is just lightning. Yeah. Like he beats he beats five men for speed, yeah, and never really loses control. Like even when he's like stretching to beat the last man, he's knocked it in front enough yeah. to commit the person, and the finish is so emphatic to finish with that power after running that distance. It's like a triathlete. It's wild.
1: Someone else free scoring. Brendan Rodgers' foxes
0: against Villa, who are a good team, and they they absolutely ripped them. It's such an impressive side. Henry Winter um, was tweeting about Johnny Evans being 31 and playing a great shift, and there was talk about Van Gaal and shouldn't have sold Evans. I disagree with those narratives. I think that sometimes players need a change of club. Yeah, good fit. It's very different playing at Leicester to playing at United. Good luck to him. I don't have any ill will, because I remember how hard it was for Evans for several months at United, and the abuse was pretty bad. He was scapegoated a bit. I always thought it was a fantastic passer off two feet. It's a great pass of the ball and unfairly maligned, I think. And I'm just really happy that he's enjoying himself. And there's no pressure on Leicester. That's the beauty of it. Not, not, not really, not in the grand scheme. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Quick shout out for 2019 2020 champions Liverpool, who won 3 0 against Bournemouth well, on the weekend. Hey,
0: do you know the scary thing about that is Naby Kater is looking happy mm. and nobody wants that problem. Oxlade. Oxlade is scoring Oxlade-Chamberlain, Oxlade-Chamberlain for those Chamberlain. who are unaware of Oxlade, Chamberlain. posh name bias. <laughs> Predilection, yeah, to shave off the, the surname. Um, they just look frightening. He made the run, Oxlade-Chamberlain, for the goal that reminded me of his finishes at Arsenal, the late runs. Oh, stop. Why do you have to bring that up? Well, because he got a lot of stick, didn't he, yeah, when he I left. miss him. I do miss him. He got a lot of stick, didn't he? Yeah, laughing fairly, I think. We're laughing. I think there was unfairness. there was always a, there was almost a sort of a bitterness there. It's like when Sterling went to City, it's like, you shouldn't be leaving. Because it reminds you, your club that's lost status. Because that's not the kind of move should be happening. I just want Alex to be happy. Uh, he looks very happy at this point. He yeah. looks very happy indeed. And I am not. I mean, Salah's back heel for Kater's goal was spicy
1: yeah but it wasn't the best back here on the weekend was it no my goodness hey that wow and
0: that there was actually a, there was a blueprint we can go to the, La Liga now we can we can okay so <laughs> I'll allow Barcelona it Barcelona beat Mallorca 5-2 and Suarez scored a beautiful uh, back kill, which I think was similar to one that Clivert scored a few years ago away from home I think it was, was it Osasuna I'm not sure he uses the bounce and the motion because you know that it's going to kick up off the turf. It's a conscious choice, isn't it? You know that the back heel, yeah. and it's going to be that kind of bouncing bomb. It's the Urzel finish when Urzel hits it yeah. into the ground. And it's so hard as a keeper because you watch it come off the turf. But of course, the game is dominated in terms of the conversation by the Leo Messi hat trick. Speaking of FIFA goals. I actually think I tweeted about this. This hat trick was so beautiful. This, it would be the highlight of most... Strikers, you know, goal catalogs, Hattie catalogs. And Messi does that every three weeks.
1: Can I direct people to a piece I wrote? Is that a bit of a No, plug? of course, that's what it's for. That's Hashtag what it's for. plug. That's what it's for. Since we last put a podcast out, I wrote a piece about Leo Messi yeah. for the Stadio website, stadio.football. The good thing about that is that it doesn't actually talk about a specific game. So I can just repost it every time he does something amazing. It's just what Messi does. Like I said in the piece, it's just
0: massively normalised. And even he's normalised it because he scores this astonishing goal. It's just been presented with the Ballon d'Or Scores an astonishing goal the first goal just floats it in from distance an absolute beauty and the keeper dives full length has a full view and isn't even close to it
1: There's a really good piece that Kevin Williams wrote about the game actually on the Barcelona blog Mm. I'd recommend people going to read that Great writer Kevin Williams Yeah, Shouts to Kev Yeah yeah, so Barca won 5-2. Even the Mallorca goals were quite fun. Frankie looked good. Frankie did look good. He did look good. Just like, shout out to Frankie. Yeah. Elsewhere in La Liga, the game of the weekend for me was Levante-Valencia. Oh, what's the score? I didn't catch that. Uh, Valencia won 4-2, but we're 2-0 no down. Oh, wow. Yeah, Kevin Gamero got a couple. But that was a really good game. Gamera, yeah, what a player. Fine player. Really, really fun game. But yeah, closely followed by Betis. Athletic. But I think because Betis were 3-0 up and then Athletic came back into it. Yeah. And Betis hung on but yeah Valencia were two down Inaki
0: so. Williams scores a beautiful penalty in that as well that's side
1: netting captain Inaki Williams
0: boss level beautiful penalty
1: I love Inaki Williams I'm glad he signed up for ages Real Madrid beat Espanol 2-0 which doesn't really need talking about because Espanol were dreadful no news there yeah <laughs> sorry um, Real Sociedad drew 0-0 at Valladolid which is a poor result for them but yeah Barcelona but also a tough top. place to get yeah. a good result uh, Barcelona stay top alright let's go Bundesliga quick Gladbach beat Bayern Munich 2-1 coming from a goal behind massive do you know what was the moment of that game was when Jan Sommer stopped the ball after it squirted underneath him the look
0: on his face he was so haunted that was a big moment that haunted yeah and he sort of claws it back it goes through him and he manages to sort of I mean seven eighths of the ball goes over the line and he manages to grab it back and the look on his face outstanding win for Gladbach and that has now
1: scared Bayern. Yeah, I suppose Rami Benzabayne should have been my uh, shout out, really. I mean, that penalty to score that in injury time. Very big. And he got the first as well.
0: Can I say a bit sorry for Javi Martinez? I
1: mean, he absolutely deserved to go. But do
0: you know why I feel sorry for him? Because Kimish, it's Kimish's fault that he even got there. I so think Kimish
1: knew though. You saw Kimish's reaction. Yeah, when the didn't ball he?
0: was played in, yeah. and Kimish slices it straight into the path, and then it exposed Javi Martinez, who's actually, he knew that he wasn't as quick as Terrain, he was covering the space really well. He's like, he'd done everything right. Let me compensate for my lack of speed by covering properly. And then Kimmich just faked the funk, messed it all up.
1: But yeah, glad back at top. Yeah. Still.
0: While we're in Germany, let me just shout out Dortmund's kit because we have to go there.
1: Yes. Well, we had a question from Srinath Morali thoughts on the Dortmund blackout kit?
0: Oh my goodness, the dark night.
1: It's, a, it's extraordinary. I would like to have a weekend away with that football kit. <laughs> it's just
0: incredible. <laughs> Gun metal, like, just shimmering. Oh, it's like They're like bats. And they swarmed. They really were. It was...
1: Yeah, they were brilliant. I mean, a beautiful performance. Fortuna Düsseldorf are not the strongest team in the Bundesliga, let's say. They're not in a good moment. The only team who have scored less goals this season in the Bundesliga are Wolfsburg. Yeah, who have really struggled with that. Yes. Yeah. But I very much like that kit. It kind of reminded me of... There are a few kits who have done that before. But the first one I can remember was... Do you remember the Brazil 2011 kit? They did a blackout version of that. Right, right. Although I have a bit of a problem... With the shorts. Really? Okay. They left the yellow badge on the shorts and it was the only bit of yellow on the whole kit. You've got to go all in. No half measures. Which I found a little bit disappointing.
0: My favourite black kit is still the Chelsea one. This season? Uh, the one they had in the Champions League run. Oh. They are a few years back. Yeah. Uh, I loved that one. When Michael under Spacey is balling out of his mind.
1: But yeah, big weekend in the Bundesliga.
0: Leipzig won 3-1 over Hoffenheim, Nagelsmann's old team. Very much as you were in some cases. Shout out to Jonathan Harding. He's written a great piece for Deutsche Welle on why we should actually give the Bundesliga some credit because it has been a really thrilling season. And the thing for Bayern right now is they must have been thinking start the season. Oh, it's Leipzig and Dortmund. But now, Schalke are causing trouble. Freiburg causing trouble. Gladbach are flying.
1: Yeah, although Schalke lost to Leverkusen on the weekend. Yeah, Havertz was back after a few weeks out with injury. Lucas Alario got both goals. And yeah, I mean, it's just just such a fun league. Yeah, it really is. I don't really know what else to say. Quickly, we'll do Serie A. Yeah. So Juve lost, after going 1-0 up against Lazio, lost 3-1. red card. Yes, which left them
0: in a little bit of trouble. Did indeed. The Inter Roma result. It's of those results that looks pretty good the longer the weekend went on. That makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, Roma a decent team, hard to break down. And, well, they were certainly on the Friday night. And now Inter are two points ahead, which is really quite exciting. Exciting.
1: Let's dive into some questions Okay, we have one from Greg Johnson. Who is the best player in the Premier League outside of Liverpool or City this season and why?
0: Jamie Vardy as is a is a possible shout I would say because if I look where Leicester are and the ruthlessness with which he's handled business I would he would probably he's he's the one instinctively stands out. Top goal in the Premier League. That's my, yeah, that's my shout. I just think what, what what I find remarkable about him is the unrelenting quality of his first touch at very, very high speed. There's almost no one that takes the ball at high speed better than he does. Because that team is so, I mean, it's so heavily linked to the quality of the counter-attack. And he's just brutal. Time and again. Yeah, I think it's Jamie Vardy.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think.
0: He just stands out to
1: me, I guess. i shout out Wilfred and Didi. Look,
0: I mean... He will always be my guy, just for the guy that quoted Shakespeare after the way win. <laughs> I, mean, you know, I said this before, but when you're coming out on Twitter after a game going, heavy lies the crown. I mean, come on. <laughs> I bet Stormzy saw that and was like, oh, i call my album that. That's pretty.
1: <laughs> um, I'm trying to think who else. Maybe Jack Grealish is worth a shout.
0: Grealish has been so much fun this year. Yeah. He's been beautiful to watch. I mean, he's just a, just a great player. It's a great piece that Seb Stafford-Bloor wrote. I think it was a Football 365, maybe a couple of years ago, about Jack Grealish. And the importance of just appreciating him. You know, like when in a different context, Pep was like, watch Messi, always watch Messi. Mm-hmm. You know, Grealish is like, or oh, when Villa are on, you've always got to tune in. He's always going to do something innovative, exciting.
1: Okay, quickly, we had a question on the Bundesliga from Lord Sellis. What Bundesliga clubs do you see at the top four at the end of the season? Should, we go, should, we, should I um, add in, let's say, what order?
0: Yeah, okay. Why
1: not? Leipzig first. Bayern second.
0: Gladbach third, Dortmund fourth. That's how I see it. You know I hate doing predictions. <laughs> I yeah, don't me know too. why I threw me my side. Me too, but I'm just, you know, I the, the size of Gladback's squad may let them down. Maybe I'm just scared to put Gladbach second. I think Leipzig will do it. I
1: think I'd go with that top four. The only potential switch is I, I hope it doesn't happen, but I could potentially see Schalke replacing Gladbach. Or mm. mi- well, maybe not Maybe that. not Gladbach. I'm not saying I don't want Schalke to finish in the top four, but I could potentially see them slipping into the top four mm. over someone. I'm not sure who that would be. I mean, just for context, you know, behind Leipzig. So Leipzig are second. Gladbach are top, 31 points. Leipzig are second with 30. Then Dortmund, 26 points. Schalke, 25 points. Freiburg 25 points Leverkusen 25 points Bayern in 7th with 24 I wouldn't be surprised if Bayern fell out of that top 4
0: You know it's funny because Lewandowski has suddenly gone off the boil ever since he sent that tweet saying I'm addicted to scoring goals he hasn't scored Clearly not enough
1: Yeah, (laughs) It's going cold turkey
0: It was quite a nice charming thing that he said but he saw him against Gladbach and he missed two very presentable chances
1: So I don't think Freiburg will hang on up there over the course of the season. I, th- I, I could see basically Schalke or Leverkusen maybe being the other fourth mm. with Dortmund, Leipzig and Gladbach. The reason
0: those four teams elevate to me is because they have the variety of goal scorers. That's the thing that really mm. gets me. They've got three
1: or four players that can score every week. Apart from weird Wolfsburg scored 15, yeah. conceded 14. Gladbach and Leipzig have the next best defensive records in the league. They've only conceded 16 goals.
0: I had a chat with the World's Sporting Director, actually, yesterday. Oh no. Yeah, he, I was literally like... running scared? I was like, please buy those
1: forwards. <laughs> <laughs> we had one from Mr. WP saying who can stop Gladbach. Well, probably a few teams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry, mate. But I do want to give a shout out to Marco Rosa, who we've shouted out before, but he's doing a really, really, he really, really great job at Gladbach. Yeah. All right, we've got another question. It's quite a fun one, so we'll end on that. But before we do go couple of things that we didn't really talk about so yep. far. Cruzeiro got relegated for the first time in their history, which has caused a lot of football, uh, Brazilian football clubs to go full-blown banter on their Twitter accounts. Oh, no. But it actually got pretty nasty in the stadium. There was unrest and the police were involved and there was tear gas and there was a horrible video of a guy trying to carry his son away because of the tear gas and all this kind of stuff. Pretty grim scenes. Yeah. yeah. But in more positive news, there was another good weekend for the Women's Super League. Another bit of... of magic. magic. Arsenal,
0: yeah. Kim Little scored one of the best
1: team goals of the season. It was a great goal, that. She was back in the side. She had a rest last week.
0: I was actually... I said, um, June wrote to me who writes for, I think, Unusual Efforts and we tweeted each other. She was like, oh my goodness, this is gone. I was like, this is five-dimensional chess. She replied and she said, no, Arsenal brought five-dimensional chess to a tic-tac game. And I was like, that's
1: exactly (laughs) it. (laughs) She's (laughs) a really good follow, June. Yeah, it's hilarious. Really good on the Bundesliga
0: as well. Absolutely brilliant. Didn't she write a great piece about the queerness of goalkeepers? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, great piece. Great writer.
1: Everyone who writes on Unusual Efforts is great, though. It's one of the best websites for football writing. Honestly, check it. Unusualefforts.com, I think, right? I think so, yeah, yeah. Or just Google Unusual Efforts, you'll find it. But yeah, really great great pieces on there.
0: Yeah, and that goal, oh my goodness, it was just... And then Miedemaar. I mean, just the...
1: The pass for van der Donk was amazing as well.
0: No offence, but I think people need to start checking, checking the pulse for like... It's probably like a resting. She's probably got a resting pulse of like seven. There's you know, like, <laughs> 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 just nothing going on. Even the celebration when she turns around and looks her face, everyone's like, where? And she's just like, it is done. I've not yet reached my final form. <laughs> yeah, but she,
1: she said a few weeks ago that she hadn't felt fully fit this season and was still playing her way back after the World Cup. And you can see in the last couple of weeks, she's... Can She's I say, really can we have good. a
0: moment of silence for Reading? Because I think they've got Chelsea next. <sighs> Nobody wants that problem right now. Yeah, but they're not a terrible football team, Reading, either. They're not, that's the thing. But this league is just, mm. it's just strong. And, the you Chelsea?
1: Know, did you watch Chelsea Man City?
0: I did, I just caught up with the highlights and didn't catch the game live. But yeah, so Chelsea beat City 2-1, came back with two goals in three minutes. And that's a really impressive win. I think we're gave them the lead. Beth England, there's a really nice piece on her that was written actually in the Guardian.
1: Oh yeah, Susie Rack, right?
0: Yeah, it's just, it's quite nice. That shout out to Susie just got nominated for I think uh, journalist of the year awards. And yeah, Beth England has just been coming up big all year, really, with some really important goals. I think got one in the first game of the season. Has just carried on since then. So yeah, it's um, it's a really exciting league. That and it's funny because I think Chelsea are a couple of points back.
1: Yeah, they got a game in hand. Though.
0: And that was because of the postponement. It, it was Everton game. Could go down to the second Arsenal Chelsea game. Yeah, really
1: could, really could. That's only really worth. That'll be a blockbuster. Ooh, uh, are we going to do another podcast this week? Cause it's the last round of Champions League games. Well, let's see. There should be some interesting fixtures. Yeah. Why not? Let's, uh, Potentially. Pens- why don't we do a drunk one? <laughs> we'll drink through the <laughs> games. Who's to say we haven't games. done a drunk one before. We're actually very drunk right now. If you listen back
0: to the podcast, you may actually hear hints of
1: inebriation from me. No actually. way. I'm a pro the though. Only thing you get drunk on is chocolate cake before <laughs> the podcast. That's true. And my own tweets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. One final question before we go, cause this was fun. From at james splash if goal music was compulsory what tune would you pick
0: oh my goodness wow what so we had a tune of ours like any
1: tune well not a tune that you've made no 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 of course not a <laughs> bit tune a tune that like you know yeah so basically let's say you play for manchester united yeah past first striker at manchester united <laughs> oh i
0: know it of course it's obvious what the tune's going to be it's obvious go on move on up curtis yeah because it's so feel good. Yeah, I miss when Arsenal used to play that after the game. That was yeah. good. And then the, the music at the end of the game. So when everyone's filing out, George Benson, give me the night. Oh, when everyone's when everyone's filing out of the stadium, and everyone's just walking out, that kind of like that feel good vibe. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's what good. Have.
1: That's what I'd have. Hmm, I'm trying to think. I mean, there's a really obvious answer. The obvious answer would be Celebration Suite by Eto. Brilliant. Can't go wrong. Oh, just why not? <laughs> Do you know what? I think there's part of me that would just like to do something like Working On It by Dilla.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> like, so cool.
1: Just with the sirens at the beginning as well.
0: I think you just need something really hype. Yeah. Like hype. Like yeah, by Charmsy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a
1: big grime instrumental. It's A by grime instrumental. Just
0: that would actually be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Like what, how left field, but so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of music, let's play out. Well, actually, before we play out, check the website. Yes. stadio.football. Yeah. if you do listen on Apple Podcasts please give us a rating and a an review it really helps us grow the podcast you can follow us on Twitter at Stadio you can follow us on Instagram at Stadio Football we might do a podcast after the final round of Champions League games We might indeed if Moose is not hammered
0: in climate condition yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think should be fine
1: we've got a big one to play out on this week Almeida by Solange the boss herself light us up on this one see you there Hello.
2: like